and welcome back to a new series of Franzen's Furlong. I know you've all been missing us greatly and everyone's been, you know, phoning in. The email's been red hot. The phone line's been off the hook with people wondering where the podcast has gone. It is back and welcome to this Jumps preview of Franzen's Furlong. And as always for our horse racing segments, the man, the legend himself, Rob Batram's with us. How are you, Rob? I'm very good, thanks, Dan. How are you? Fantastic. Pleased to be back on the podcast airwaves. Uh, and I've missed it greatly, Rob. I missed it greatly. And we've had quite a summer flat season, really. I'm, I've been missing doing our weekly tips that lose. I know. It's been it's been a while since we've, we've put, put the uh, get the, got, got the microphones out and um, talked about racing. So, yeah, looking forward yeah. to having a good, good chat yeah. and jump season today. Yeah. So, as I'm sure all of our, well, all the listeners who are listening to this jumps preview. Anyone who's listening to a horse racing jumps preview probably knows it's the start of the jump season. We've had the last couple of weeks um, some early jumps form, and this weekend um, has been the Charlie Hall at Weatherby, and it's kind of Chepso kicks it off a couple of weeks ago, but this is the sort of first proper jumps weekend, wasn't it? Um, and yeah, we're, we're on a roll now, so we're going we're gonna to look at some horses to follow for the season. We're going to look at some horses that we think are going to have a good season. Uh, and then we're going to do, as ever, because we're in October, why not some Cheltenham anti-post fancies? Because we've got six months to the festival, five months to the festival. So let's have a look at that too. Rob, anything um, take your interest in this weekend that particularly impressed you? Um, brave man's game, Dan. So mm. you mentioned the Charlie Hall chase at Weatherby. And it was billed as Ahoy Senor versus Brave Man's Game. And the market seemed to suggest that Ahoy Senor was miles ahead well or you know at least a little bit ahead um and i doubted that and if you look back at brave man's game's form he's always better at this time of year uh and then he seems to sort of tail off in the spring so yeah i lumped on and julie was rewarded um as brave yeah ahoy senor sort of like fail uh faded into insignificance about two four two furlongs from home and Brayman's game just romped to the post, almost like barely getting off the bridle. So, um, and it's, yeah. I suppose it's one thing to, to say to, to, to people that are listening in is jumps form is all notoriously difficult to uh, put your finger on this time of year because a lot of horses need a run and they're being aimed for bigger races later on in the season. But this was a big race yesterday, and Ahoy Senor certainly from Lucinda Russell and Peter Scudamore who train Ahoy Senor, they said he was going to be spot on and he ran a very yeah. flat race. He was really flat um, and found nothing in the home turn. Uh, Brave Man game looked lovely. As always, he's a wonderful jumper, Brave Man's game. Uh, runs and jumps and just keeps galloping, doesn't he? He's a really yeah. lovely jumper. Um, obviously, we'll turn to Cheltenham because Brave Man's game got pulled out of the three-mile novice chase last season that La Presse won the day we were there because of the... All the the torrential rain, let's call it, that we were there, and it was like the most amount of rain I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And the ground went heavy, and Brave Man game came out. Um, he didn't run particularly well the year before in the novice hurdle, uh, the Bob Ollinger one. Although I think he's a better chaser than he was hurdler, so there is talk that he won't he won't enjoy Cheltenham as much. But you certainly got to be thinking in terms of him for the King George, haven't you? So that was going to be my first tip of the pod, Dan, and you've just stolen my thunder. So yeah, he, he would be he would be my my King George horse. Um, like obviously we've still got two months till the till the Boxing Day Classic, but um, 
yeah, yesterday's performance suggested that like yeah, three miles on a sort of flat track with a bit of cut in the ground is really his his game, um, and he's a brave man. So a brave man's game. <laughs> 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 oh Rob, um, but he's he's currently a best price four to four to one. And the reason why that might seem slightly big, based on how well he ran yesterday, uh, would be Alaho, and Alaho's going to run in the King George Bowl accounts, and Alaho's a very good uh, horse, and probably going to be even money favourite. He's got he's going to run in the Clonmel Oil Chase uh, in the next couple of weeks in Ireland, and you'd think he'd win five six lengths that. And if he does that, I would have thought he'll be even money favourite. But you think Brave Man's game's got enough to beat him in uh, uh, Kempton at Christmas? I think so, yeah. Um, I, I, I thought it was a really impressive performance yesterday. And I thought he'll come on for that. And um, Paul Nichols was pretty pretty adamant that he was going to sort of like train him now for the King George. And he'll be he'll be fit and firing all being well. So Yeah, interesting. And he's got an entry for the Hennessy. Uh, next month in, in four weeks' time. I can't see him taking up that engagement. I think he'll probably go straight to the King George. I think after yesterday's win, he's going to be rated too high for the Hennessy. I don't think Nichols will want him to carry the weight in the Hennessy and then run four weeks later at the King George. I think he'll just take him straight to the King George. Um, I think I think you've got to say he's got every chance in the King George. I, I, I know we probably have an English bias sometimes because obviously we focus on the English jumps a little bit. But I think I think you've got to say he's got every chance. I mean, you know I love Brains Man's game. I tipped him to, to win that novice hurdle two years ago at Cheltenham. I thought he'd run a big race in in the novice chase last season before he got pulled out. So I th- I think he's I think he's got to have every chance. So yeah. It sounds like they're both very keen on his chances to King George. I think it's one one to watch this season, but maybe by by the time Cheltenham comes around it might not be um yeah, he might not be the one to follow at the festival, just based mm. on his his sort of like historic form. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, are you going to write off a hoist in your uh, after yesterday? What do you think? Well, he's a funny one, isn't he? Because he's a flat track. You know, they say he's a flat track bully, and he likes flat tracks, left-handed flat tracks, and you're like, well. He, that's what he had at Weatherby yesterday and he didn't run well at all. So he's got a lot to prove, Ahoy Senor. Peter Skidmore has been talking about for a long time. And last season, he, we were there when he won, won at Newbury, weren't we? Um, mm. We went to Hennessy Day and he won really easily that day at Newbury. And he never really, after that, quite hit the same heights. I know he won at Aintree, but he, he never really hit the same heights and I, I had a poor Cheltenham. And I think he's got a lot to prove. And, I mean, Skidmore was talking about being a Gold Cup horse last year and he was never really going to go to the Gold Cup, I don't think. But they're talking about Gold Cup this year. I mean, he's got to improve a hell of a lot to go to the Gold Cup and win that, I'll tell you. But, mm, yeah. um, he's got an awful lot to prove, I think, Ahoy Senor. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what other horses... Are you going to give me another horse to follow for this season, Rob? Um, I'll chuck one in. Yeah. Zana here is a bit of a okay. favourite of ours. Yeah. Um, from From... From the Cheltenham preview, um, I think over hurdles this could be a great horse to watch, um, and like potentially going up a little bit further in trip than last year as well. Okay, is he going to step up? Do you think this year? Yeah, I, I feel like he was sort of, you know, aiming for the aiming for the sort of um, 
like champion hurdle and things last year. And I don't think that's his distance. And I think he'll be better sort of two and a half, three miles even. Yeah, he's pretty um, so short in the stairs. He's third favourite for the stairs hurdle at the moment, 12 to 1. Exactly, Chelsea. yeah. That, that's, but they think that's he's going to go further. Yeah, that's what the musings are. So I think it could be interesting to see how that how that pans out, whether, you know, a little bit further in distance sort of lights him up and he can get his, get his head in front in a, in a big group one race. Yeah, and I mean, that's a, that's a winnable... Um, that's a winnable stairs hurdle. There's nothing... I think, you know, the horses in front of him in the betting, some of them aren't even going to go to the stairs hurdle. Like Bob Ollinger, I don't think he's going to go to the stairs hurdle. He, I know he's going to go back hurdling, but I don't expect him to go over three miles. Might do, but I doubt it. Um, and if that's an interesting market, I think it's probably a winnable race. But we'll see how he gets on over the distance. He's obviously got lots of talent, hasn't he? I mean, he's been messed around. He always seems to be a bit of a bridesmaid, never a bride, doesn't he? But yeah, he's a good horse. Yeah. So that um, that was my other one to watch. Um, how about you, Dan? What what have you got? So I I tell you I tell you the one that really I think is going to have a really good season and he's one to really look at this season and it's a horse that made its debut today. Uh, and very rarely for me I have a horse in the tracker before it even has a run, Rob. Um, yeah. But it won a one won a point to point, but that wasn't what caught my eye. What caught my eye it was bought over the summer for 385 grand as a four-year-old um, and she's uh, a mare and she ran in the opener at Galway today for Gordon Elliott and she's called Deeply Superficial and 385,000 I, I put a size of pretty pretty good wager on it um, I think it was something like 11 to 8 something like that maybe 11 to 10 11 to 8 something like that and um, just better than evens anyway and she won very nicely won three lengths going away over two miles in a maiden hurdle at Galway now look that's probably not that much form to write home about but I'm not really worried about that what was the most important thing was A beforehand I thought she was going to be a good I was hoping for a good performance and she delivered number two before the race Gordon Elliott said she was carrying condition and she probably wouldn't be at her best after the race, Davy Russell said he barely had to get out of second gear with her. And also she would improve because she just wasn't, she was just basically a bit overweight, effectively. Um, she could be seriously good. And uh, on my slightly uh, nerdy bloodlines looking, uh, she's related to, quite closely related to Diamond King, which won the Coral Cup of 149 at Cheltenham. Uh, over two and a half miles. So comes from a family that run well at Cheltenham. And I think she's going to have a big season. Nice. We're, I don't know how you pick these out, Dan. But... Well, well, I, 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 I just, the, the higher prices in the jump sales are usually a quite a good place to start. And she went for yeah. a lot of money. Um, and she's currently, and annoyingly, of course, she would have been a big bigger price before today. But you wanted to make sure she actually had four legs and could run in a straight line. Uh, she's now gone into second favourite for the Mayor's Novice Hurdle. So you can only get best price nine to one at the moment in the wow. Mayor's Novice Hurdle for Cheltenham. But I've had an anti-post bet today and I'll probably have an anti-post bet when the others run and the market sorts itself out a bit. She'll probably <laughs> go out a bit before our next run. Um, but she's only running a maiden hurdle, so who knows? But uh, I was thinking about what race she'll, she'll run in. I was thinking, oh, you know, she could run in the Supreme. I think she, Supreme might be a little bit lofty in expectations but a mayor's novice hurdle at Cheltenham is not it's one of the weaker races at the festival um, and I think she's going to have a big chance so that's deeply superficial for Gordon Elliott nice 
yeah, one to watch. Sure. Yeah, definitely one to watch. So I thought that was a good jump horse to follow this season, Rob. Uh, and combined with the Cheltenham anti-post tip as well. What can I do? You know, can't do any more than that. Uh, Rob, give me another horse to follow for the season. Uh, Green Vault. Okay. So this one was a decent handicapper over hurdles last year and um, started his chase career a few weeks ago at Hexham uh, with a very solid win and looks to be a sort of out-and-out chaser. So that, that Hexham win was a novice chase over three miles, one by one by three and a half legs. Um, runs again this Wednesday at Musselburgh um, in, a, in another winnable race. And he's currently off 117. But I reckon there's another sort of like 15 pounds in him. So could, could be one to watch to go on a sort of string of handicap wins. And then oh, onto, I like it. onto yeah. some, some decent race uh, in the spring. Oh, mate, I love that. Brilliant. I'll, I'll say the same. Well, you know, I can come up with these Irish uh, jollies, but, mate, finding the handicappers to put on a three or four run stretch is the real hard thing to do, I tell you, because it's it's hard to rack up, especially on the jumps, it's hard to rack up the wins because yeah, the, the, the time in between races is longer and things that happen to the jumpers. So, okay, love it. Why not? Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, another one to throw at you, Rob. A horse that ran yesterday, but I'm not picking it because it ran yesterday because it ran over hurdles and it's going to go chasing this season. But let me hit you with three under through five, which you know is a Ooh. horse I like. Yeah, that had a very good two years ago. Had a very good novice hurdle campaign. Hurdle campaign last season went novice chasing, won about three or four on a bounce. Went to the three mile novice chase at Cheltenham, came fifth, which is very respectable. The one that Long Hom Presse won when we were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ran in a hurdle race yesterday at Weatherby. So it went back over hurdles. But Nichols basically, effectively, I think, wanted to give him a run um, and just wanted to give him a blowout. And did not, the most importantly, did not want to mess up his rating, which is 151 over check fences. But he's got an entry for the Hennessy in a month's time, which I assume is he is going to fulfil uh, off 151. And I think three-mile chase round Newbury is going to be well up his street. 151 is going to be a lovely little wait for him in that race. It's going to be near the top, but probably not the top. Uh, and you can currently get 14-1 to 1 for the Hennessy. And I think he's had a nice tune-up. And, um, yeah, I think that's a... And I think he's going to have a good season chasing, put it that way, in high-end high end handicap chases. Nice. Yeah, that's a good, good pick. I, I mean, I watched that race yesterday at Weatherby, and he was... He was way behind the winner, Prashima. But now you've explained that maybe it was just a sort of, um, just a sort of almost trading gallop. Um, it makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. yeah, I think he was just having a little blowout yesterday. I think it'll be spot on. Nichols and Nichols always has a couple of good ones for for uh, the Hennessy. He loves the Hennessy. Mm. So now called the Coral Gold Cup, which you probably no one will call it that. Everyone will call it Hennessy still in the same way no one calls it the Labyrinth Trophy previous years. Um, but yeah, I think 14 to 1, if he does run in the Hennessy, is a big price. Uh, so not worth a little nibble a month out, I would say. As long as he yeah. stays fit and well. Nice. Um, I've got one more, Dan. Course, and then, he, of course, he, he'll go on to... Cheltenham and hopefully he'll have a run but but it's short term anyway Hennessy is the one anyway give me yeah. one more then Rob I've got another one that's also short term so Paddy Power Gold Cup at Cheltenham November meeting which is coming yeah. up in a couple of weeks time Slate House 
Oh horse that's been around now a 10 year old been around the block um had a very good novice chase season and then didn't really do much um sort of last season uh other than like the odd sort of um you know de- decent ish performance but he, he finished the season with two wins so one at uh, both at kempton in the spring um, which boosted his rating up to sort of like 147. He's now back on a mark of 141 into that Paddy Power Gold Cup. And I think it's sort of set up for him to, to do a good to do a good run in that. And he's, he's 25 to 1 at the moment. Cool. He's got some half-decent Cheltenham form in the past, um, yeah. including a sixth at the festival last year. So, yeah, Slate House. Nice. Paddy Power Gold Cup. So everyone listening to this right now has got a few there to follow. They've got a nice little double price horse from both of us there for about a whole a race in a few weeks' time. Uh, one to follow for the Cheltenham Festival. Let's talk about the Cheltenham Festival, Rob. Um, everyone wants Cheltenham anti-post bets because, I don't know, there's this fascination with Cheltenham anti-post bets. And I, I have a couple normally every year, but not too many because I always like to know which horses are actually going to get there if you can get non-runner no bet then that's always good um we talked about brave man's game we're probably not thinking that one for cheltenham i'm obviously the my first one is obviously deeply superficial which i've already said is nine to one for the mayor's novice hurdle um any cheltenham anti-post prices tickle your fancy i tend not to get too stuck in like you said it's hard to know which horse is going to run in which race the the one race that i'm super intrigued about but i'm not ready to have a bet yet is the the champion hurdle Mm-hmm. it's it's literally a, a heavyweight boxing fight isn't it well that's yeah. what it's been billed at, at the moment so well i've got, i've got a horse written down as a champion hurdle anti-post horse so let's let's see if uh we agree okay interesting so yeah. you're you're gonna go against constitution hill and honeysuckle then i'm gonna go with honeysuckle against constitution hill oh, okay i cannot understand and I know, look, Constitution Hill last season, unbelievable, right? It was just superb. <laughs> Strolled up in the Supreme. Proper, proper horse, right? Really yeah. fantastic horse. Well, Nicky Henderson's stable tour last month. The pictures from that, he is a monster, this horse. He is massive, right? He has grown. And Henderson said, that all the time I've had him, I've had tried to put condition and weight on him. Now I'm trying to take it off him. He's just grown massively over the winter, over the summer. Um, he's never he's never run against in these older older group contests. He's always run in novice company. That's a big step up for a horse. Now I know he's very very good. I get that. I get that. Honeysuckle's a horse that has never been you know beaten until the end of last year, wasn't she? She was beaten mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Um, she's four to one. She's a winner, twice winner of the champion hurdle. She's a wonderful, wonderful horse. She stays up that hill. Constitution Hill stays up the hill. I've got a feeling Constitution Hill might want to jump a fence this season because he's grown so much. It's no guarantee that he's definitely going to the champion hurdle in my book because I tell you, he has grown up. And also, I, I just wonder whether he's going to be as quick over hurdles this season because he has grown so much. Um, and I think Honeysuckle is going to go to the champion hurdle. She's proven in the book that she's got all the form in the world. Honeysuckle's for me. She's four to one, Rob. She's four to one. Yeah. She, so, she wasn't. She wasn't beaten at the end of last season. I'd, I'd, yeah, I, 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 my head. <laughs> so she's still, she's still unbeaten. Still unbeaten, right? yeah. And she's, she's never lost a race, and she's run up against some bloody good horses. And I tell you, it's. I, I, who maybe I was just. Maybe I'm still trying to get over. Um, 
the shake hand and horse lose um uh oh, remind in the champion stakes losing it odds on and um oh baid bite thank you god this has been a, i'm getting i'm getting seeing my jumps face i'm trying to go ever bait losing his last ever race maybe it's in my head with honeysuckle but honeysuckle's never lost a race right so yeah like, how you how you can put up a horse that's never run in open group company as favourite against the horse that's never she's never lost a race. Yeah, twelve <laughs> I, grade ones. <laughs> twelve grade ones. I I find that market extraordinary, especially yeah. as the the pictures that I saw suggest that Constitution Hill's grown massively, which is great if you want to go novice chasing, but not so good if you want to go hurdling. Hmm. Um, I, I I would be surprised if, if Henderson uh, took one run over hurdles and went. Do you know what? I might uh, I might just send him novice chasing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just watch that space on this. I know Henderson's got John Bond going novice chasing. I get that, but well, just watch this space on that. So that's what for me, Honeysuckle's going to turn him over. What's your nice. thoughts? Yeah, on. Uh, I mean, I'm the same. Like, you can't argue with twelve Grade Ones, and you can't argue with two Champion Hurdles, like and a, and a Mare's Hurdle the year before that. Like, she's she loves Cheltenham. She's an absolute champion, and. The argument is always, oh yeah, um, Constitution Hill's time was like I don't know whatever it was, eight seconds quicker over the same course on the same day. But um, yeah, but you put you put Honeysuckle in that race. She's not eight seconds behind Constitution Hill. Exactly, she, yeah. Honeysuckle is is the the classic. I will just do enough to win every yeah. time, and I won't push myself. Further, she gets which, in that home straight on that hill. She looks at yeah. one in the eye and she runs and she gets past him. And that's what yeah, she does. Which means yeah. she's always holding a little bit back and she's never um, like over over racing and yeah. sort of tiring herself out. And she's always going to have enough in the tank. So, yeah, this year she's a year older. Sort of probably this will be her final season. But, I, yeah, I would still think four to one for a champion hurdle is is big price. Um, so yeah, and and she's guaranteed as long as she stays fit, she's guaranteed to run in that race. Like she wouldn't 100%. go to any other race. Whereas Constitution Hill, you're right, there's doubts over what. Well, the 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 story at the moment, he's going to go champion hurdle. But I tell you, if he if he has grown that much and he doesn't run necessarily very well in his first run back over hurdles, which I don't know when, I don't know where Henderson's going to take him, but we'll, we'll mm. find out. <clears throat> Be interesting to see. Interesting to see what Henderson does because I wouldn't be surprised if he just went, Oh, I might chuck him over the Arkle. But then he's got John Bond in the Arkle, and you might think, Well, I'm not too sure. But we all know that <clears throat> is it the Turners, the two and a half mile, um, two and a half mile novice chase? I mean, could he could stick one of them in that and the other one in the Arkle? I don't know. But mm. but for me, champion, if I was gonna have an anti post bet, there's absolutely no way I'm taking 11 to 8 on Constitution Hill to run the champion hurdle, which he's probably. 70 80 percent likely to go for right but there's no <laughs> way i'm taking 11 to 8 i can guarantee you now no matter what the form constitution hill this season if honeysuckle lines up against him there is no way that constitution hill is going to go on off odds on against honeysuckle even if constitution hill has a great season there's no way he's going to go off odds on not on the day of cheltenham so why you take 11s away in october i have absolutely no idea <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. stupid bet mugs bet that one but then he might have people out there yeah, there are. I don't know who they are, mate, but there are those people. Right. Mm. So, champion hurdle, honeysuckle is going to win. Any, and then, any other horses you wanted to mention, or is that are you feeling the same that way? Yeah, that that's it for for my Cheltenham anti post, really. Um, okay. What What are you thinking, though, Dan? 
So, Honeysuckle Chamois Hurdle, I think, is overpriced at 4-1. to one. I've already said Dickie Sue Fischl for the Mayor's Novice Hurdle. I think the cross-country Delta works 2-1. to one. I'm not saying he's, I would back him at 2-1 to one because it's the same allure that... But last season, it was basically Tiger Roll was going to win. Delta Work was going to meant to be given experience at the cross-country course. And then <laughs> on the home straight, Jack Kennedy just got Delta Work up <laughs> on the line, which is a heartbreaker for all of us who piled into Tiger Roll. We, yeah. Again, we were there that day. And um, Delta Work won it four or five to one or something in the end, wasn't it? I can't remember. Yeah. But um, Delta Work, I think without Tiger Roll there, Delta Work should hose up in the cross-country for two to one. He's short, but if he gets there, he'll win. Um Champion Chase, I thought was interesting that Shiskin's four to one. We don't know what Shiskin's come out from last season because he he had obviously the the, the absolute mare in the in the Champion Chase last season. But on the form previously, four to one for Shiskin is a big price. I know Enigamain's nine to four, but if you compare the Ascot form when Shiskin turned over Enigamain, um, and if the ground's not too soft, then I think Shiskin. Is overpriced, but again, mm. I didn't necessarily back him. The only other horse that I think is actually worth backing at this stage uh, is a horse in the Supreme and the winner of last year's champion bumper. Uh, Fassil Vega is really short at nine to four, but I at the moment I cannot see anything that's going to touch him. I know American Mike finished second to him in the champion bumper. I think American Mike will go to the Ballymore, um, or he could even go to the three mile novice hurdle. Um, and I think Fasil Vegas, Willie Mullins has got a twinkle in his eye when he's talking about Fasil Vega. I think Fasil Vega's going to have a great season. I think he's a proper, proper horse. What about James's Gate from that race, Dan? Oh, James's Gate. Well, James's Gate out, away. out for the season. I don't know if you saw Willie's. Uh, oh, really? This season, but yeah, James's Gate. I understand is out for most of the season. So, oh, I, as you know, I love James's Gate, and we had a punt on him at a big price in the Champion Bump, which came third in, which I'm pleased to say. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, yeah, he's out for the season. Otherwise, of course, he'd have won because he's a brilliant horse um, in himself. But yeah, I think Fasil Vega is going to have some. Going to have, I think, I think going to be a short price for that Supreme. Um, anything else for me? The only other thing I wrote down was in the Gold Cup because I thought, well, we should probably talk about the Gold Cup, which yeah, is a pretty yeah. pretty open Gold Cup. However, the thing that interests me was Galapin Duchamp, which. Galapan Duchamp obviously had an amazing novice season last season. Galapan Duchamp uh, is uh, obviously Willie Mullins' horse. Absolutely smashed up Bob Bollinger in the Turners last last season and fell at the last fence, but it's got the most serious engine on him. Uh, and I think he'll get three just over three miles, no problem in the Gold Cup. Um, a blue tar is four to one, but Galapan Duchamp seven to two, which is quite sure. And I'd like to see him probably just have one little outing this season. But once you get out of those two, mate, I don't think the Gold Cup has that much depth in it, personally. No, it doesn't. Really. Um, Hom Press, yeah. The Hom Press is 12 to 1. I think he, he's a serious horse. I think he might have a good season. Galvin, 25 to 1. I think he might have a good season. But Galapan de Champ, mate, I think 7 to 2, <coughs> he might be worth a little nibble. Um, yeah, I mean, I would side with A Plutard, to be honest. Yeah, um, to repeat. Yeah, to, to repeat. Like, I thought it was quite an impressive win last year. So, oh, I just have visions of uh, Gallop Handy Shop absolutely running Bob Ollinger into the ground. Bob Ollinger's a proper horse, absolutely running, running ragged in that turners, and um, just jumped beautifully that day. He was so unfortunate to fall, but um, especially as his jumping was so good the whole way round. But yeah, and I mean, for me, 
the only bets I would have at this stage at the prices is Mare's Novice Hurdle, deeply superficial, nine to one. Honeysuckle at four to one because I don't see her getting being any bigger than that. I think that's a decent price. Mm-hmm. Um, Fashion Vegas is probably a bit too short, really, but I again think it's going to have a very good season. Delta Work a bit too short, but I think Delta Work. And Fassel Vega, maybe you could double them and you could get a decent price in the Supreme, the cross country with it. A lot, there's a lot to happen between now and then. So I think if you're backing anti post now, you should be backing at a decent price. Uh, and there's, that's the only reason you want to do it. So deeply superficial to me, who I think is going to have a great season. So I'm happy to take her at nine to one. And Honeysuckle, I think, is not going to, I think four to one is a big price for Honeysuckle. So I'm happy to, so those are my actual two I would take the prices on. And the others I just fancy at this stage. Good. Yeah, well, I definitely agree with you on Honeysuckle. So, um, yeah. yeah, let's lump onto that. And, Brilliant. And I hope she gets to Cheltenham in one bit. <sighs> well, I hope so, mate. I mean, she, she's usually pretty hardy, so hopefully she, she'll she'll be all right for Touchwood this season. Um, Rob, any other horses for me or any other thoughts for the jump season this season? I've, uh, uh, I'm done on the jump season, but I wanted to mention that it's Breeders' Cup coming up next weekend. It is. And I've got a couple of horses. You know, oh, I like a, you know, I like a a British horse at the Breeders' Cup. You certainly do. Um, and yeah, historically they they tend to outrun their price, or at least the ones that I back anyway. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it tends to be a, it tends to be a, a lucrative weekend. So I've got three horses. So we've got the Juvenile Turf Sprint on Friday. A horse called Lady Hollywood, twenty to one. Alice Haynes is the trainer. She's only been training for about two years, um, and this is by far and away the best horse she's ever had. And this horse sort of qualified after winning a group three at Longchamp. And I think, I think we'll have the class to do something good. Like I think there's still a little bit, a um, little bit that we've not seen of this filly. So um, yeah, this, this could be a good one. And then in the, in the main events on the Saturday in the turf mile, I think Kim Ross. So looked really, really good in that champions day sprint. Yeah. Um, the, the turf miles obviously a little bit further, but you're going around two bends, and Kim Ross is actually a seven furlong horse, really. So, I think uh, I think the mile will be fine, and he's a five to two shot. Um, I think I think the American track will suit him as well, actually, because he's he finishes fast, like very very fast. Um, so yeah, Kim Ross in the turf mile, and then in the in the the, the turf. Um, yeah, Breeders' Cup turf, Mishrif. So this is his swan song, his final race of his glittering career. It's won him something ridiculous, like 20-odd million, mainly because of that Saudi, Saudi, Saudi Arabia Saudi race. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like he, he lights up when he's on his travels. Um, I feel like they'll have sort of given him a, a good training run towards this race to, to finish off his career. I've seen today they book Frankie Dettori to, to ride on him. Oh, uh, he's currently 13 to 1. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take a punt on Mishrif. I, I don't see that much depth in the rest of the race. So, um, Cool. Well, I, think I like all of those. I mean, Mishrif is an interesting one because the talk is that he's not been at his best this season, but he still runs to a pretty high level. If you look at his ratings, he's run, he's run to a pretty high level. He, he was unlucky in the Eclipse. Um, and yeah, just I think he's had a decent season. It's just he had quite high standards previously. Um, exactly. Yeah. The, only, the only horse that I haven't looked at the Breeders' Cup at all yet, really, Rob, but the only horse that I do think uh, that I think has got every chance, and he 
she is short, uh, is the Platinum Queen uh, in the Juvenile Turf Sprint on the Friday, uh, which I've just looked up her price. It's five, nine to four. Um, I expect Platinum Queen to blow them away in that. I think there's nothing else in there, unless there's an American horse, which I'm completely goes over my head, like Love Reigns or whatever. I don't know. But Platinum Queen, second in a, in a Nunthorpe, uh, won really well in France in the Abai. Uh, now with taking on rivals of the same age, i.e. two-year-old rivals, um, I expect a Platinum Queen to blow them away because she's quick, as you like. Nice. Yeah. Well, maybe Platinum Queen and, and Lady Hollywood will be a good um, forecast in that race then. Oh, have you had? Is that in the? Is Lady Hollywood in that race? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The juvenile turf sprint. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought. Oh, sorry, mate. I thought. Um, sorry, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have said it if uh, I didn't realise it. Was no, 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 it's fine. Maybe I didn't explain very well. But yeah, I, I do like the Platinum Queen. She has. She has won the. Um, sort of marquee group one five furlong race this year um that one at Longchamp. so she's she's definitely got the form in the book i just feel like lady hollywood's got something else to give um that we've not necessarily seen on the on the the group one stage let's say yeah and actually if you do take out platinum queen out of that race um it's not the strongest race in the world i don't think so um I think that's that's worth a little punt. I'm going to look into that, Rob, because I don't know enough about Lady Hollywood. It's obviously passed me by Alice Haynes, Lady Hollywood. I'm going to look into it after this. I'm going to text you about my uh, thoughts on it. But anyway, lovely. All right, well, that's some good Breeders' Cup tips. Love it. Enjoy. Do you know what? It's meant to be a really, it's a really good day's racing next Saturday because you've got Aintree, you've got the Grand Sefton, you've got the Wincanton Badger, Badger Rails Day, which is really good. You've obviously got the Breeders' Cup in the evening and you've got the Irish have got their group one champion chase thing next Saturday, which there'll be the two mile chasers, the group one uh, was grade one, two mile chasers. So next Saturday should be a proper day's racing. Yeah. There are all these mugs that go to these firework displays when they should just be sat at home watching horse racing all day. They should be just sat at home watching American horse racing. That is true. And staying up to an ungodly hour normally because it's <laughs> it's back to the West Coast, isn't it, this year? Oh, no, it's in Kentucky. Uh, no, it's Keeneland, so it's, it's not too Keeneland, bad. It's so it's all right. No, yes, I think yeah. it's next year. It's at Santa Anita. It's back to Santa Anita. That's the nightmare one because that's like yeah. one morning you get the Breeders' Club classic. Um, cool. Brilliant. Okay, Rob. Well, thanks so much for that, mate. And... Um, Thanks to everyone listening at home. I hope we haven't rambled too much. Uh, sorry if we have, but it will help you sleep otherwise. Um, but yes, have, have a good one, everyone. Hopefully all those horses win at Cheltenham. And Rob, we'll see everyone in a couple of weeks for our World Cup preview. Yeah, looking forward to it, Dan. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye.